Welcome back to another episode of Rune Walking in Modern Times. I'm Ken Edwards, your host. I'm also a rune walker and shaman of the Northern traditions, mainly Norse and Anglo-Saxon. It's October. Finally. Um, it feels a bit like it's taken a while to get here. Um, I think anticipation does that to us when we have so much anticipation built up that it slows time down. So um, the book launched. So thank you to everybody who bought one, who supported by sharing uh, and whatnot. And I appreciate that. Um, yeah. So it launched, um, well, the real launch, right, was uh, October 1st. So a couple of days ago. And um yeah, it was uh, it was a great uh, launch party that we had at the Conjuring Tree, and um, this weekend we'll be doing uh, one in um, near my hometown in uh, Tooele, and I'll also be doing um, signings and um, probably readings, uh, or sorry, divinations at um, the Mystic Frog in. Orem on Saturday for their Moonlight, um, Mystic Moonlight Market. I knew I was going to get, I knew I'd get it last time. So if you're around any of those places, please feel free to drop by and uh, check the website for more of the events or happenings. I think I would like to begin this episode especially because we're now in October talking about um, masks. Now, how does that apply to rune walking in modern times, right? We'll get to the rune pull or the rune casting part of this episode in a little bit. And I'm sure it will flow right into it because it usually does. So when I, I think I mentioned in the last episode that I had done some uh, shamanic work in Colorado and that part of that I had mentioned was um, a mask that I was wearing to, um, that I created to be able to be the shaman, right? And allow that to come out, uh, a, a mask that would allow me to be. Most of the time nowadays, we talk about masks or masking so that we can be accepted or that we can um, fit in. And I also wanted to just briefly touch upon the idea that this time of year, when we're doing masks or putting on costumes to disguise ourselves, the one thing I think we do without kind of noticing it sometimes is we put on the costume and it allows us to be something that might not be as acceptable uh, during the other times of the year. 
So uh, I kind of am reminded of um, Mean Girls, the movie, when everyone is dressed super sexy and like she's a mouse, right, or something. But it it allows us to be to be to just be whatever we want to be and however we want to be and it's kind of like a hall pass it gives us a pass to be able to do that well um i think it would be an interesting uh exploration or exercise to go ahead and like maybe create some sort of mask that doesn't have to be overly ornate. It doesn't have to be overly um, done or, uh, you know, pretty or whatever. It doesn't have to be any of that to be able to allow you to be you. So I'm going to show you the one um, that I use or used i use now um but the one i used in during that shamanic working and yeah maybe challenge challenge you to extend challenge me to extend hmm extend our acceptance and our ability to be whatever it is or whoever it is that we are, whatever part of us needs to be um, through using a mask or using um, a mask for a little bit or even even carrying something as simple as, you know, um, this Ingu's um, amulet, I guess, a piece that I talked about last time, I believe, um, that I've been wearing since then. So, you know, it might, uh, it kind of can cause us, we'll see what this does, right? We'll see, we'll see how this affects things. Um, so, this is my mask that I've begun to create, to paint, to do whatever needs to happen for it to, to help trigger me, trigger to, to switch, to flip the switch, maybe is a better term, flip the switch to allow me to be this part of me, this this spirit worker, this shaman, that um, maybe I sometimes have a hard time being as, you know, as I normally look. So um, there was even this piece of leather that I um, was going to. kind of wear underneath this so that um, even my mouth is covered. 
it becomes an, an interesting exercise in allowance and allowing us to be something different. So not be something different. It allows us to be, to be, to be, even to, you know, uh, explore. I've had, um, um, I have a friend who uh, from time to time sends me uh, masks that are animal masks and they, they tend to be male, female. And, and I think they're, you know, a little sexy. They're a little, um, and the whole animal, you know, uh, pup movement, uh, part of the culture, um, where it's a mask, um, and all of that just kind of, that allows for playfulness and sexuality and for, for it to be, it allows it to be something different. So masks really do and can, um, not only just, you know, help us get through the day to day, but can allow us to have access to maybe a part of us that we wouldn't normally bring out in the middle of, you know, uh, the day. So, uh, I'm going to leave this on until we, until we finish. So, um, let's, uh, let's pull a rune and see which rune is going to come out today. Flow into that. So, ooh, algies, um, algies. That's uh, interesting. Interesting. Okay, algies. I will share with you my um, my poem from the book. And we're going to be looking at page 55. So the themes that go along with Augies include but are, are not limited to protection, fear, imprisonment, guarding liminal space. Uh, well, okay, we'll get into this. Um, okay. Arms up to the sky. Unseen wolves surround you in the forest. The protection of your making that is now your prison. Arms up, stand up, walk on. Okay. We're going to dig into this poem a little bit. Arms up to the sky. Um... Now, uh, that connects to the idea of Algis being uh, kind of a rune of the magician or the, the shaman where um, standing, arms outstretched up to the sky, which is like the shape of the rune, and um, calling upon or bringing down the power to be manifest into this world. We're not even... Do you see where we're going with the mask and how this was going to work? Uh, okay. Unseen wolves surround you in the forest. 
Uh, whenever I see, not whenever, uh, one way I have experienced algies is as um, a protection. And it's a protection that is an unseen, you'll, you'll never see the wolf coming. Uh, it's just surrounding me, walking around me, not as it is in this case, I am prey. It is the protection. Um, now, continuing. The protection of your making that is now your prison. Um, the idea that, uh, which comes up quite a bit, anytime we find something that we fear or that causes us to, to have fear or to be afraid, uh, we immediately want to put up a protection. So we immediately want to um, protect ourselves from that, which is you know, maybe scary or uncomfortable. And because we've done that so much in our lives, we tend to then forget to take it down when we don't need it anymore. And as we go through life and as we continue in life, we come up against these walls or these protections that we've built for ourselves. And if we don't take them down and move past them, um, first of all, I do think it makes us crazy. It'll make you crazy. Um, two, um, you'll never, you, you'll never uh, grow past that. You'll never experience anything different. Um, I always like to use the story of, um, because Algies also does look like a horns, right? Uh, the idea that a deer is walking along a hillside and should it sense danger, it will lay down in the brush or find cover. And if it never gets up and walks away and walks on, it will die there. It will, it will starve and thirst. Um, so a lot of times... We'll go back to this. Sometimes we've built such a an image or, or a protection based upon the things that we wear, the clothes that we have, um, the makeup, the hair, all of that, that, that keeps us in check or, 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 or in this space of, of being boundaried. Now, putting on another mask or putting on a mask allows for us to not be bound by the mask or by the, the protection, by the, the, the look, by the, the presentation that we've created for ourselves to be able to interact in this world. So this mask is a mask that while I'm doing shamanic work, or any work, I guess, at this moment, even doing this, allows me to be, just, just, just be more, to be in, in this space, this headspace, this space of, of, of me, not me is how I want to present to the world. Okay, um, so the end of it, arms up, stand up, walk on. Um, 
going back to the the the, the story about the deer, um, stand up and walk on, arms up, uh, you know, reach up to the reach up to the sky to call a call in the power that is um, that is yours that is that is here to to help support you and to help move you forward and to help um, power you uh, and to help manifest right. So so calling upon all of that. Um, all these, um, also is, um, in this moment, if I'm going to go back to the, the, the picture that I painted a bit of, of the wolves. So when I experienced this in the beginning, the first time I was standing in a clearing in a forest and it was a circle uh, clearing. And then in inside the tree line uh, were where the wolves were. Now, um, they were protecting this circle of space, this um, sacred space in which I stood. Because algae's also connects to elk sedge, which is a very sharp grass um, in the marshes, um, it can, uh, I believe it does, uh, connect to our, or has an ability to protect liminal space. I think it's appropriate that we have algae's for this first episode, this first week of October, where we're moving very close to having this um, liminal space of Samhain, um, the liminal space where we, we talk very much about the, the veil being thinner. We talk about the... being able to contact the dead. We're moving to the end of the year and to the beginning of a, of a new year. Elk, sedge, or algaes is very appropriate for, um, for this time. So I would say to you, let's pull another room just to make sure I'm not uh, wandering too far from the path. So, um, Ewas, or Ewas, pardon me, um, is also another rune of protection, um, can be, um, also a rune of, uh, the balance of life and death. So as we, and, um, because of its shape, because of its shape, uh, it does lend itself to movement and moving, um, and a circle. So don't forget, I guess, not, not don't forget. Ensure that as you move into, as we all move into this, uh, very liminal time of the year that we are not only 
making sure that we're setting up this liminal time of year as being a sacred time of year, as being a time of, with Awas also letting go and, and letting go of old things to be able to accept new things, which is this liminal space and transition, but that we're doing it um, in a way that is um, making sure we set up our boundaries and our, our protection boundaries. Um, and two, to, to connect with um, the aspect of Algis that is letting, uh, taking down the boundaries that no longer protect us because we don't need protecting from whatever it is we thought we needed. Um, again, with Awas and those two, like in this space of transition, there is energy for letting go of the things we no longer need to be able to grab onto and, and to, to be accepting of the things that that are coming or that we would like to bring into our life. But remember, like you have to do that. It's not done for you. You have to do it. You have to work on it. Um, quite possibly, um, make a mask. Make a mask that one half is represents the things that you want to let go of. And the other half of the mask is representing things that you want to bring in. And don't be, don't just, I want abundance. I want to get rid of my bad habits. Well, well like what, like what? Be specific. Don't just be, you know, uh, random about like, what do you want? What is abundance? Is abundance more sex? Is abundance more food? Is abundance more money? Is abundance more clothes? Like, what do you, what do you, don't just call in abundance, like be fucking specific about what it is that you want. And then what I'll say to you as well is what you're going to find are the things that you want and the things that you want to let go of should, I'm sorry, the things that you want to get rid of and let go of should be, or would be, will be connected to what you have to get rid of to move forward into the things that you want. If that makes sense. Yes. Hmm. I think that's it. I think that's all for today. Uh, for this episode. Um, I appreciate you listening or watching, depending on whichever you're doing. Um, I did put up a video yesterday and a series of uh, seven part series uh, on like Facebook reels and Instagram reels that uh, was in response to um, a question I got in my direct messages, my DMs um, asking about to tell me, I think it was, tell me a little bit more about your path. Um, why do you use the term Northern traditions versus a or heathen? Um, so, uh, my short video ended up being 20 something minutes long, but seven parts on reels. Or if you go into the YouTube channel, it's the whole one is there. Um, but you can take a look at that as well. Um, what else? If, like I said, if you're around Twilla on Friday night, we're having a little party at another man's treasure, six to 8 PM, uh, in Orem, Utah, Saturday from four to 10 PM at the, uh, mystic moonlight, market at the mystic frog and um 
yeah, I think that's it. So I'd love to see you at one of those events. Um, if you haven't yet, don't forget to get your copy of Runes, my new book, which is out now. And uh, as always, if you have questions, please feel free to email me from uh, th through any of my socials or through the website, runewalker.com. And may your weird be filled with health, wealth, strength, and virility.